Ealish into County Live with me over here, Martin Johnston. Me over here, Christopher Ridgway. And what a great time to be a Stockport County fan. We keep saying it, and it's just, you know, what's it, seven wins on the bounce? It's seven wins on the spin. Unbeaten since November? <sighs> it's... It's, it is amazing. It, it really, really is amazing. Uh, and we've, we've said it a couple of times. We'll be honest to the listeners. We've done a couple of takes here because we had to get our facts right. Uh, and I've said this every time. I'm going to say it again. It, no matter if you support a Premier League club or a Division One club or a non-league club or whatever, if you can have that record to boast, that is incredible. It is, it, it, it is promotion. It's not just promotion form. That's league winning form. Um, and for me, if you're a Stockport County fan, as somebody said to us on Twitter tonight, it's time to believe. It really is. And to be fair to you, young man, you have been believing for a long time because you said, you tweeted that you thought County would win the league um, quite a long time ago, about a month ago. Uh, it's there on Twitter. You can check it out. But, um, but yeah, and, you know everything's looking good, especially as the team above them are Chorley. And, and County have, have you know got the hex over Jolly this season. Twice. Twice. I, I actually tweeted on the first day of the season before a game, before the, before a ball had been kicked. But admittedly, that that was giddy puppy for me. I get that every season. Um, but why would you not believe in this team? Jim Gannon has a proven record of improving teams that he works with every single season. This is incredible. Every single season he has been at Stockport County, he has made an improvement on the previous season. In all of his spells at the club, that is incredible, and he looks like he's going to do it again this season. Uh, tell me what you were saying about uh, Neil Young. What Neil Young said. Well, the, at uh, the start of his of his tenure. I, I thought I thought this was really interesting when Neil Young was was the gaffer, uh, and this is not a pop at Neil Young, by the way. Um, it didn't work with Neil, but um, you know Neil came in with a great CV. He left still very well respected. He had a lot of personal problems going on at the time so he started very well he did yeah so so big credit to him um to, to neil young albeit it didn't work out here but he said to us um on the opening day of the season listen um the team on on the first day of the season is not going to be the same team as the team on the last day of the season well jim gannon's ripped up that playbook he's, he's not stuck to that script because this this weekend as you know we play fc united away we played fc united on the opening day of this season and it was pretty much exactly the same eleven that started that game. Uh, the only exit from the squad has been Callum Mantak, uh, who was only on a short-term deal anyway. And the only difference in the starting eleven was Dan Cowan started instead of Adam Thomas, which was the, uh, of course, finished the game against Leamington on Tuesday. So Jim Gannon, he's got the consistency, he's got the structure, he's got the stability, um, and for me, that's what's paying dividends. He's improving what he's got with constant coaching, constant teaching, and, and just look at the benefits County are reaping from it. And there are a couple of players there who, you know, didn't have a best a best start and, you know, they had question marks and they you know, they're doing really I'm talking about Ash Palmer and Frank Mulhern in particular. People thought, are these players players good enough to, to hold the places that they've got in this squad? And and they're you know, and they're two fixtures in the in the team, if not the squad now. Well, you're absolutely right to say those two players are, you know, for what it's worth, they came in, and I said it. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I, I said, are these the guys that are going to uh, that are going to take us to the next level? But if you want to talk about players who had question marks over them, you know, earlier in the season, look no further than Matty Warburton, who actually found himself exiled from the from the team for a little while. Connor DeMeo in ahead of him, Elliot Osborne in ahead of him, couldn't get back into the team. Imagine dropping 
Matty Warburton. Now, another hat-trick at the weekend. You know, a hat-trick of hat-tricks for, for Matty this season. Two on the spin. Um, four goals the other week. It's just, this This is a guy in the form of his life. Um, and for, for me, if we go back to this constant, this stability, this consistency. You know, uh, the gaffer, every week we speak to him. It's Tuesday night now, Martin, for reference. Um, so we can't say what he's... The Leamington game's just finished, so yeah. you know, the, your interview with Jim will be a few days after this. But he always says to me, after we come off air, I feel like we're saying the same things week in, week out. And I said it could be worse. I said it every week. I said to him, it could be worse, Jim. You could be saying the, the same things because we've just lost again. Um, but because we're turning over such good wins, I'm happy that we're saying the same things week in, week out. We should also say, before we go into the interview with Jim, we've got a special feature coming up at the end of the show tonight. We have, so stick around for that. You won't. You, we promise you, you won't be disappointed. But this is uh, Chris's interview with Jim Gannon. Jim, it's a Thursday evening, and at the risk of sounding repetitive, it's been a very positive week for Stockport County. Yeah, um, great week. Um, obviously, we've got two games to chew over, and both of them were very good wins. Um, uh, again, it's a, I'll not get bored of saying it, but the lads have been excellent. Um, you know, and, and they keep working hard, they keep doing the right things, and um, you know, we haven't had to work hard in terms of keeping their focus or keeping their their mindset right for games. York was a tough game against a, a, a very well-equipped team. Leamington was a tough game Tuesday night away from home after a very tough Saturday game. Um, a, a team desperate to get a win. Um, two tough games and it's an uh, incredible achievement to have six points out of that, 50 points in total and uh, you know, look, really looking forward to Saturday now. One of the most impressive things about Saturday, which you touched on after the game as well, was yes, County conceded and yes, the players weren't happy about it, but it was the reaction to conceding. It was the fact that they went straight up the other end and got another goal back on our scoreboard. And and it shows growth in the team. Yeah, I mean, I've managed teams that have been on great runs and sometimes there's a the team's playing at a certain emotional level. They're playing with certain adrenaline and focus. And then and then when you get that kind of, a bit of a whack that knocks that confidence, you know, you know when we conceded at Barnet, for example, after nine wins with nine clean sheets, we, the, the, the mentality changed dramatically. I think this team um, showed great maturity. We conceded a goal, um, and we responded brilliantly. Um, how how better can you respond than to kick off and get straight at the opposition's defence and score within seconds of the restart? So, and um, I think that really showed where we're at as a team. Um, and York just looked shell shocked after that goal because they probably thought we're in back in this game and all of a sudden then um, it looked like we had the ability to just you know like almost say you do that and we're going to step it up again and, and we did and we went and and um, it was great because we had a massive crowd here lots of young people coming to watch and it was great entertainment and great excitement and um, the goal conceded and the goal straight after the reset really added to that drama. You want to give the, the compliments, of course, to Matty Warburton. It's another hat-trick for him, the hero of the game status. But I felt like it was a real team performance. Matty wasn't dragging the whole team. He was just part of a, a very, very good all-round performance. Well, that, that's been the case. And, um, you know, this is why at the end of last month, when I was getting manager month, I, you're kind of like a little bit embarrassed because there's so much work and so many people doing good work over a period of a month that how can you single out one person for an accolade? And, um, you know, and, and in that particular game, Matty's hat-trick obviously is a highlight, uh, especially on the back of four goals in the previous game. 
and he's really, really in a groove, a, a real groove of good form. But um, I don't know whether it's the quality we have on the bench, but the lads are the lads who've got the shirt at the moment are really playing at a level that is, it shows a determination, not just to keep the shirt, but also to keep winning, keep producing results. And um, I can't commend them enough. Um, feel, I mean, it was a perhaps Matty's hat trick uh, made it an easy decision for man of the match, but there were so many players that on another day, based upon performance, could have got it. And uh, But when you have so many players playing at that level, putting that much effort in, um, then then you're going to get results like we are getting. Do you think there's an element of, maybe not teams being beaten before the game's kicked off, but they must look at Stockport County and think, how do you contain these guys? Going into the game, I'm looking at your front four at the moment, Adam Thomas, Darren Stevenson, doing doing things on the wing that, that are making things happen for the guys down the middle. If you're a York or a Lemington or FC United next, how do you prepare for something like that? I, I don't know. You'd have to ask the opposition. Um, I think they've all got their own strengths and weaknesses um, as teams. They're probably coming and trying to impose their... I mean, York were fairly brave playing two strikers. Um, looked like they tried to employ a diamond. Uh, other teams have played different formations. Um, I think we're so mature at the moment um, in that we can, we seem ready for whatever the opposition play to be able to adapt, impose our system on them, you know, our four-two-three-one, and um, and the mobility between the front four, the full-backs joining in, uh, the centre-halves and the holding midfields have been very disciplined and very strong out possession. So we're looking a good side at the moment, and I think uh, no matter how well people prepare for us, you know, they might have a plan to stop Matty Warburton. They might have a plan to restrict our fullbacks. They might have a plan to, to defend our set plays. And I've seen all that, you know, in York and Leamington. Uh, but the one thing that I kind of think catches teams by surprise is that our level of work rate, our relentless um, pursuit of getting the ball back, our relentless transitions to, to attack. And I think that's what, uh, on the pitch, during the game, that teams are struggling to cope with. And I think um, that's what's really impressing most managers uh, in their post-match chats with myself. It's probably a daft question to ask, but are the lads enjoying this at the moment? The the adrenaline being high, everything seeming to click for them. Is is it is it enjoying themselves on the training ground that's helping push that even further? Yeah, they must be enjoying it. I mean, you know, there's different words you can use for enjoyment. You know, satisfaction, pride. Um, they're all really enjoying their work. They're really enjoying... Um, the respect they're getting, they're really enjoying the feeling of where they're at as individuals. I'd like to think that all the physical work we've done with them, they must be, it must be enjoying feeling fit, feeling strong, feeling sharp, and that's kind of transparent itself. And, and you know, we've got not just technical, tactical and technical confidence. We've also got that physical confidence, and you know, it's a they must be enjoying themselves. And um, you know, but again, great set of lads, real down to earth, honest lads who, who know what they've done to get into this position and what gets results and they're willing to do it over and over again. Nobody's walking funny, nobody's talking um, any any louder than they were. They're all just respectful that we're in a good position and we just want to keep working hard and make sure that we stay in that good place at the moment. I want to talk about FC United in a moment. Let's speak about something that we spoke about at the beginning of this month. It is January, it is silly season. Clubs have a look at players from around the divisions. Fans talk about who's coming in and who's going. How happy are you with your squad and do you see anyone coming in or going out, especially with Jamie Stott's loan about to end? I don't think um, at our level it's silly season as much as perhaps uh, the kind of madness that might go on and, you know, the kind of uh, hundreds of millions that are spent at certain levels. And um, 
you've got to remember at our level we're not really as restricted by the windows and um, there's a lot more scope to sign players in and out of those windows and we've got more flexibility with loans so it's not as mad if our players um, if anybody was to be watching our game and think where's there some decent players in non-league maybe worth going to have a look at Stockport they're in great form they've got some players who are really catching the eye um, but at the moment I've had no calls of anybody no, no inquiries I'm sure that their agents are a driving interest towards their players at this stage and people are watching and um, people are always watching but um, but I think um, the type of players we've got I don't think anybody will be looking to sign them at this stage for to improve a league side I mean the type of movement that goes with non-league players generally happens in off-season where they look to then really establish get a player in and work with in pre-season so in that sense um, uh, it's been fairly quiet on that front for us uh, the only thing that we've had to obviously look at is the, the whole uh, James Stott situation because he's the only player who's not ours. And so we don't have control over where he plays um, next week or next month or next year. Um, but that's where, when we did all our recruitment at the start of the season, I always, um, I'm fairly solid and consistent. The group of players who come in, I, I, I try to work really hard with them and stick with them, improve them. You know, they're not always at the top of the game and they've got bits to learn, but we keep working with them, keep improving them. And I, and I think over the course of the season, we see a team that gets more knitted, stronger, uh, a greater unity amongst them. And I think that's, despite the one or two really good performances or outstanding players at the moment, I think it's the collective strength that's really good at the moment. And that's because we start with a group of players and work with them. And that's put us in good stead in the sense of all the players who are going to be left here at the end of this week will be all our players and, and, and want to be here and are very much part of what we're achieving. Um, Jamie's um, a difficult one he's done brilliant for us um, he's maturing really well over the last year uh, you know I've, I've seen a, a massive improvement in him I think he had a perhaps a dip in physical and confidence uh, old and when he was not sure where he stood in their their, their grand scheme of things but I think that the, the period where he's been here he's come on leaps and bounds and, and I think whoever's at Oldham has been watching him recently or when they see him in training over the next couple of weeks, we'll see a, a different player, a player who's far more physically confident, more more assured in what he's doing. So um, the, the indications are um, clear that Oldham would like him back there and be part of their squad. Uh, I think he's going to feature further up, uh, more, more, more in their thoughts than perhaps he was before he came here, naturally. Um, and therefore, we have to do a little bit of work behind the scenes in terms of preparing ourselves. Um, but we've been aware of this situation coming for quite a while. Um, Oldham allowed us to have a further week because Jamie would have been cup tied for their game against Doncaster on Saturday, and that allowed us to sort of finish this season, sorry, this week off really well with the, Jamie being available for Leamington and FC. Um, we feel we're, we're close to, and we've secured the signing we want to replace Jamie, um, and you know we, we feel confident that player will be in place over the weekend. Uh, and we start Monday then. We've got a full week to work with the new player. Um, and we, we are able to use that player in the FA Trophy game and bed him in over those two weeks as we head towards the next league game. Um, but that's the only change I think we're looking at. Um, the staff have done a great job in keeping everybody fit and everybody strong. So we're in a really strong position at the moment um, and we only need to have a look at one position. My ideal scenario is to bring in uh, a really good replacement for Jamie. And the consistency of, team, of the team is 
is unchanged. But we do have um, Paul Turner return to fitness, so we have some within our group. We know we can use Dan Cowan as a centre half, like he did against Curzon and Yeovil. We also have um, uh, Jordan Keane, who's had a really good season last season as a left centre back, which allowed Paul and and Alexa Sam to take up the holding role. So we're, we're in a good position and we've got a lot of strength. Um, we are conscious that certain positions will need cover and contingency should players get injured because we'd be shuffling the pack too much. But at the moment, I'm really pleased at the situation we're in. Uh, I respect Oldham's decision to bring Jamie back. We wish him really well uh, and we feel we'll have a really good replacement in, in, in time for... Monday when we, we look forward to the next game but at the moment we were just focusing on FC United, Jamie Stott's part of the team they're in great form five wins this month um, and we just want to carry that on and uh, it's going to be a fantastic game at FC great crowd, always a good place to go, there was always a great atmosphere there so really looking forward to, to keeping our run going and um, you know keep moving forward You've covered really well the, the transfer situation there and Jamie's situation. It is FC United next, like you touched on them. The last couple of years, we've had some ding-dongs with them. The fans like to get involved with this one. It's a big clash, I think, uh, from a fan's perspective. How do you break this one down? The county challenging at the top of the table, FC United struggling down the bottom end. How do you prepare for this? It's a difficult one for FC United. They had a fantastic home form last year. I think when we went there, we were one of the first teams to beat them at home. Um, and that was the real... Uh, strength of uh, FC they played a brand of football they got great support they were really good at home um, I've seen them a couple of times last year because the fixtures seemed to they'd be playing some would be playing a, a fortnight later so I got to see and with their games being on different nights it always helped me get an opportunity to see the opposition um, I think they've, they've obviously um, restructured themselves maybe had to have a slightly less budget uh, and that has an effect in terms of the quality um, the little bit of transition of trying to develop good young players and get them into the team and build the side has been difficult. Uh, but a new manager's done a reasonable good, uh, job in terms of bringing players in that I feel are, are going to be equipped to get results. He just needs a bit more time to get them to get them right. Um, they had a great result against Bradford, which shows you the capabilities of beating top sides or, or a team in the top two. Um, but they've also lost to Ashton, so I'm kind of not sure. But I'm sure on the day... With a good back in, they're going to be a, a tough fixture, uh, like Lemon to the way, like all the other games away from home. That they, you know, you can't take anything for granted. This league always tells you one thing that anybody can be anybody. We'll look on any given Saturday, and there's always going to be a result. You think I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, we want to make sure that we go there and get a similar result like we did last year. And um, you know, we we were on a good run last year when we went there, and uh, we the, I think we beat York two 0 at home, and we went there and won one nil. So. Hopefully history repeats itself. Just finally, on the, on the fan situation at FC United, there's going to be a lot of fans from both sides. They both bring the noise. Can the players uh, react to that emotionally? Is it best for them to shut off and get on with the game or does it fire them up? You've played in big games before. What do you say to your players before you go out? I don't think players are robots. They can't shut off to that. You come out, put the hairs on your neck up, um, you know, um, and, you know, when the dirty old towns come from one end and the, and the, the scarf my father wore the other, and it's going to be brilliant. Um, and it'll add to the occasion. I mean, but we're, we're saying this uh, every week nearly because York, four and a half thousand. I mean, there's one really to get your blood going. Whether, you, whether you're a player, a manager, or a fan, it's just great to be involved in that kind of atmosphere. I'm sure that um, FC United have been looking forward to this game. I mean, their fans enjoy their atmosphere and they, they're, they're right behind their side. And um, 
and and we'll need to be behind this side right to the end of the season because they they want to uh, obviously stay in this division and, and be more successful than they are. But our fans are going there. They've enjoyed the away performances recently. Um, I know there was only 300 odd um, at Leamington, but you know they went and enjoyed themselves and they've been to spending more. They've been to Ashton. They've been they've been everywhere and and they're really enjoying the football at the moment and they don't want to miss a minute. So. I think people are going there to enjoy not just the, the game, the atmosphere, but they're, they're really enjoying watching their team playing at the moment. And, um, you know, so I, I think it'd be a cracking atmosphere and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure the players will respond to that. It won't surprise them, uh, our backing away from home. Um, and uh, like I said, it's just it's going to feel like um, it does here at Edgy Park, you know, to have thousands of fans at a game at this level is, is tremendous uh, accolades to both clubs, both players, sets of players, but more importantly to the fans. Jim, all the very best for the weekend. Thank you. So, Chris, they're saying a few of the same things, uh, as usual, but um, we're, we're here sitting here after after the Leamington game, but first we should look back to York, and yeah. it was the Matty Warburton show. <laughs> Yet again. Oh, uh, this guy, this this guy, where, when is it, How? where does it end? Uh, you know, we were, we were making jokes at the weekend because um, every week when you go into the media area, Stockport County, there's a list on the wall of scouts that are, that are at the game. And they don't tell you who they're watching, they don't tell you why they're there. Sometimes it's obvious. Harrogate Town were there last week, and, and that's obviously because we're playing them in the cup in a couple of, in the trophy in a couple of weeks. So they're there, you've got a couple of other um, names there. Chelsea and Wolverhampton Wanderers have got people there. <laughs> and you think it's probably because the scouts in the area and got a day off. You know, he's come, so he's come to watch a game of football. But and yeah, why are they here when Matty Warburton is scoring goals like that? They're, you can hear them all talking at half time, talking to each other, saying, That number 10's a handful, isn't he? Look, he's got another two goals. I heard he got a hat trick last week, and that's the kind of company he's keeping now. Okay, no, of course he's not going to go and play behind Gonzalo Higuain or whoever Chelsea have got up front this week. Of course that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, he's been noticed by, by scouts at that level now. Um, he's he's a, a serious puncher. Uh, in this division, and um, he just he's a joy to watch. And fair play to him. We were talking in October and November, thinking, you know, who do we want to see more of? We're going into a difficult period. We, you know, we've got Christmas coming up. Who, where are the? Because you know, there's a the county were getting better, but there were, I remember us saying, where are the goals going to come from? He stepped up to the plate, and you know, all power to him for that. Well, he's got as many goals now as he did in the whole of last season, and this. So this is a guy. Who's had to reinvent his game, you know? He um, last season he was very much playing off Jason Oswell, which was great. You know, he was gi- giving a lot of assists to Jason, teeing Jason up, making a lot happen for him, and then he was getting Jason's leftovers, for lack of a better word. You know, any, any, any rebounds, any assists, any knockdowns, whatever. Jason chipped in with a, a good number of assists. He had a formidable partnership. But you look at him now, and you think somehow. He's even better, you know. D- d- despite losing Jason in the summer, despite losing um, Jimmy Ball and, and other players, Harry Winter, uh, who who I thought came good towards the end of last season, you can't argue with the Gaffer's statement that this is probably now his best team. Not not individual players, not individual talents. You know, we, we'd love to have Danny Lloyd and Lewis Montrose and Jason Oswell, but they, but you'd rather have a team. You'd rather have a team. They they would not be guaranteed now. In this starting lineup, maybe, maybe Danny, but the others certainly would not be guaranteed in this starting lineup because we are so solid. Yeah, and uh, you know, overall, I, 
not just Matty, but a fantastic. We were saying, you know, this is not a, these are a, a former league side, a side that counts, you know, very well from fixtures up and down the years, you know. And to to do that to York, I think, you know, as, a, as, as you say, Matty was fantastic, but a team performance just out of the park. Do you know? Do you know? For me, was the the best part of um, Saturday. I w- I was saying uh, the same as I did, I did against Truro, when Matty's got four, Darren Stevenson's got a goal. Then at the weekend, Matty's got a hat trick. I said the worst thing for York City or for Truro now is that Frank Mulhern's not got a goal. He's going to be getting that anger, that that fire in the belly. You know, he's he's getting that that um he's, he's a bit cheesed off, a bit peed off that that he's not in and amongst the goals. And I thought it couldn't get any worse than have a player like that. But what York did was they found a way to prove me wrong and make it even worse for themselves. What they did is they gave themselves a lifeline. They scored a goal, um, and all it did was angered County because Ben, Hin- you know, Jim Jim Gannon was saying in his post match with J.K. after the game that Ben was furious. He was fuming at himself um, because we we let a goal in, and he was just. You know, in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. That in the whole course of the season, foot, foot, football is football. You you can see goals from time to time, but the whole team galvanised around that energy from Ben Hinchliffe and thought, you know what, we're not having this. Um, so from kick, I've never seen anything like it. All the Stockport County players on the halfway line, ready to take kick off. They've taken kick off and almost like a school ground. You know, school kids v school kids, year year eleven versus year seven. They've just run at the kids <laughs> uh, and just watched York collapse like a house of cards. Darren Stevenson has taken it around the whole team, dinked it inside for Matty Warburton, and they've scored again. And that's what you get for annoying Stockport County at the moment. Um, so fair play to County. That's how you react to a goal. That's what the fans want to see. That shows that they're not going to fold. You give them a body blow. You give them a bloodied nose. They're going to get back up and give you ten times worse. So it's not even worth asking who Demand is. So we'll go straight to uh, Leamington tonight. Obviously, a completely different proposition. Cold Tuesday night on the road. Come away with a one-nil away win. Again, that's how you win the league. Listen, Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Liverpool, whoever you want to cite, they all have ugly games. They all have them. Any generation, it happens. Um, County. By all accounts, obviously we were in the studio this night, we are here in, in the Imagine FM Towers right now, um, just after the game. The game finished, what, 10 minutes ago? Um, that's how fresh we are at the moment. So we, we tuned in and we heard a dominant Stockport County display that had to weather a little bit of a storm. We know Lamington are a decent decent side. They took points off County, or point, should I say, earlier in the season. So they do have a bit about them. County weathered that storm and now they can look ahead to an FC United game where if they stick to the script and if they go and get a convincing win, which they should do, FC United, I think it's fair to say... Um, they're, they're not what they were and I think they, they would admit they're not what they were. You know, and there's, there's various reasons for that. There will know, be we're a, not going to dwell on that. There will be a lot of Stockport County fans who will take great glee in saying they are definitely down. FC United are probably going down. I'm not going to take great I wasn't talking that. about them going down. I'm <laughs> I, I, I just said they weren't what they were. But yeah, but but that's you know a realistic prospect as well. They're in the relegation zone. They they are points behind. They have played more games, and the teams above them are York and Hereford, who are teams that realistically are having a bad season. But you expect will turn it round at some point. FC United, I don't see where they're going to galvanise from. If I'm honest, so. 
you know, Stockport County, if, if FC United are going to turn around their season, this is the week to do it. You know, if they get a win against Stockport County, imagine what that'll do for you. It's not just Stockport County. It's not just Stockport County who have sold out their ticket allocation well in advance again. But it's Stockport County who are the form team of the division. You know, if, if they are to turn that over, then fair play to them. They deserve to turn a corner. I don't see it happening. I don't see how it can happen. York, uh, sorry, Chorley, on the other hand, have to go to York. York have got this new manager now, and they should have had a new manager bounce against County. But unfortunately for them, it was against County. If York can get three points, County are a point off Chorley. And all of a sudden you think, that's extra incentive for County there. I don't see how FC United can get anything this week. Yeah, I don't think the, the players need any more incentive, do they? The, the relish in the fact that you know FC United could go down, that's one for the fans. That's something for, you know, you can... You know, but the, as far as the players are concerned, this is just another match, another, you know, what are we talking... Uh, 15 cup finals to go. You know, always talk about that. But so much on at the state. But a chance to play in front of another big crowd. Great atmosphere and a game that really means something. That's what the players will think about. They're not thinking about what's going to happen to FC United beyond that 90 minutes. But for them, it's a big game for other reasons. Absolutely. For, for what it's worth, as a fan, I, unpopular opinion. Right, my unpopular opinion. I don't mind FC United. I mean, I don't. If I'm honest, and you can crucify me for saying this, I don't get their weird protest. I, I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know. But that, that's what I'm not a United fan, so you know, I'm, let them explain that if if they feel the need to. Um, but as a club, they bring it. They bring the heat. They bring the the fire in the belly. They bring that aggressiveness. They bring that challenge. That they will not be beaten, um, you know. This season, unfortunately, it's not uh, been been um, displayed on the pitch. But the fans bring that, and I love that. I love that melting pot atmosphere. So, as a spectator, yeah, it's fantastic. But you're right. As a player, Matty Ward to me wants to go out and get another three goals. Frank Mulhern wants to get back amongst the goals. Niall Bell wants to get on the pitch. Elliot Osborne wants to get back on the pitch. Jake Kirby wants to get back on the pitch. Darren Stevenson wants to prove why he's in great form. Adam Thomas wants to get amongst the. Everybody wants to show why they are the man at the moment. And um, that I, I don't see a way out for FC United this week. Uh, I don't see how Chorley can keep a, a yapping little terrier like County off their heels. I just think, what a time to be a fan. Absolutely. And as we promised, we've got a, a nice little feature to finish. Um, yeah. And we did, uh, you know, typical of us, we haven't really got a name for it, but I thought of one. Go on. Chilend Legend. Okay. Who is our Cheadle end? You have to tell us. What about the Cheadle leg end? There you go. There you go. Even better. You've built, <laughs> on, the, you've built on my idea and you've made it better. So each week, Chris is going to read out the clubs and appearances but for... It might not be a legend, though. Well, to us. To county, it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. For it, us, they're a legend. They, they, so these players... I'm going to read down the Wikipedia. It's worth saying we... Have not asterisk stolen this <laughs> feature <laughs> from any other radio station <laughs> from anywhere. Uh, yeah, this is um, this is if if, if this, you've heard this, it's this purely week on, a, on another radio station. It's coincidental, purely coincidental. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to make it ten times better anyway. So what I'm going to do is, is we're we're going to find uh, players who have played for Stockport County in the past, not necessarily legends. 
I think if you pull on the blue shirt, you're a bona fide legend. Yeah. To some degree or other. So, so, yeah, fair shout, fair shout. Um, especially if they've played as many games as this young man has. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to read out all their clubs' appearances and goals. Lifted straight off Wikipedia. So if you think his stat's wrong, don't shoot us. We're just a messenger. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to tell you who the player well, if is. if you do think his stat is, long, is wrong, don't shoot us, but do let us know. Yeah, do let us know. That's Yeah, that's a fair shout. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a player's career history. Get in touch at Live SCFC when you hear this, dear listener. Get in touch at Live and tell us who the player is. And next week we'll, we'll we'll reveal the answer and then we'll do the next player, if that makes sense. So I'm going to start with this player. Um, he was born in 1982, so he's 36 years old now. I'm going to go through his clubs. He started in 1998 at Blackpool. He stayed there until the year 2000. Uh, made three appearances, no goals. Went to Macclesfield Town, 44 appearances, eight goals. Stockport County was his next club, 98 appearances, 18 goals. He then moved to Rochdale, where he had 64 appearances, scored 28. He's a journeyman, you might say. He's, he's a moved journeyman. around a lot. He is a journeyman. He's still going. Following, um, following Rochdale, he, he moved to Bristol Rovers, 128 That's appearances, it. 51 goals. He then moved to Southampton. The goals are going up now. 207 appearances, 106 goals. He then moved to Liverpool, 25 appearances with two goals. He moved from Liverpool to West Brom, 20 goal, uh, 20 appearances, one goal. He then moved to Cardiff, 18 appearances, four goals. It says here that he finished in 2017. So I don't know if he's still playing. We're going to say no. I don't think he is. I don't remember hearing of him recently. Yeah, Wikipedia says no. Um, and for a bonus clue, if you need it, he's also made 11 England appearances, scoring three goals. Three so, goals for England? I didn't realise that. Who is that player? Well, that's your homework for next week, is to find those three goals. <laughs> there uh, you go. Who is the player? I can't be bothered reading them all out again. Get Re- involved. Rewind. If you need to re-listen to those clubs, rewind it. Uh, on Get involved on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, or, or Facebook. Or Facebook. So the Twitter account is... Live SCFC. Get involved on that and let us know who that Cheadle legend is. Um, for a prize, you don't get one. <laughs> you will go round their house and <laughs> clean their window. <laughs> Preferably when they're not in because yeah. they don't know that we're, we're doing this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll think of a prize, but you'll certainly get massive kudos and at least one retweet. Who is that Cheadle legend? Let us know. We'll be doing one of these every week. Uh, Chris, thank you. Cheers. There you go, that was good.